Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright. The power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected. A place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful La Quinta, California, in this glorious December out here in the desert and sun shining and ah, this is wonderful. I just love that I live in paradise. And no matter where you live, you can live in paradise too. It all depends on the way that you think. And that's what the law of attraction is all about. Today, I am so delighted to bring you an incredible, incredible man. He's going to be telling us all about wealth, all about success, and how to move forward. Not be just that person who is a one level. We're going to exceed your hopes and dreams. And this guy, Mr. Doug Vermeeren, has the answers. You know, he has interviewed and talked to so many incredible business experts, such as Donald Trump, such as uh, the business leaders of Nike, of United Airlines, um, you name it. For 20 years, he has interviewed and asked them the secrets to their success. So he has built up this incredible, incredible knowledge base on how to go from step one to all the way to the top, to millions and millions. It's, this is a very, very exciting show. Besides the fact that he can tell you and teach you how to become that millionaire that you've always wanted to be, he is responsible for the creation and the directing of three movies. You all have heard of the opus. Well, he's the reason why it is out. And you have heard of the gratitude experiment. And the last one, the treasure map. And now I hear from Doug that he has got all these other movies coming out and just bringing on even more experts that you would probably know, like Bob Proctor, uh, Dr. Joe Demartini, Jack Canfield. I mean, you know all of them, but they are some of the best self-development movies that you will ever see. I am so glad to have him on today, and we're going to get right in because he's got a lot to tell you, and I'm absolutely delighted. So stay tuned as we go for these short commercial breaks, and we'll be right back with Mr. Doug Vermeeren. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. 
www.ncc.net. Okay, we are back. And I want to talk to you about this incredible, mind-blowing cruise that we are having. Oh my gosh, never have we had such an action-packed workshop cruise before. I mean, we have got uh, Joshua, the stream of David. We have got the incredible Paula Kid Casey, the lawyer of attraction. We've got Constance Arnold, who I know you all love and adore, as I do. We have also Dr. Edelberg. Now, that's he's along the lines of Dr. Joe Dispenza. He is going to be talking to you about health, the way your mind works, and so many other things. You're going to love, love Dr. Edelberg. And, of course, you have me. I'm going to be doing a group hypnosis session. But on top of that, I'm going to be talking about how to access and activate the second brain. And this brain is actually what people use to make their millions. You didn't know this. And a lot of people don't know this, but I'm going to explain it. Plus, I'm going to go through the exercises on how to start activating this brain. It's very, very powerful. So with that, I got to tell you, this is a cruise you don't want to miss. Go to loaradionetwork.com forward slash LOA dash cruise and put in your form and pay your $100 deposit. The final payment date is due February 8th. So you have another couple of months to pay the uh, full amount. And you can either do it with a charge card or you can make payments directly to our cruise planner, whatever you want to do. You don't want to miss this cruise because it's going to be life-changing. You've got to come on. You've got to learn. I'm going to do that group hypnosis session so that you retain everything. You're going to love it. This cruise, going to Cozumel, my favorite place in the entire world, and Yucatan, and then coming back. Ah, we're going to absolutely have the time of our lives. Come and join us. And with that, I want to introduce you to this phenomenal man. You're going to love everything he says, because get ready. He's going to tell you the first steps to becoming a millionaire. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio, Mr. Vermeeren. I am so delighted to meet you. Oh, thank you for having me. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. Yes, we will. And and I got to tell you, I'm so impressed. Now, for the last 20 years, 20 years, you have been really going after all the secrets of the uh, accomplished people. Shall we say that? Wow, 20 years. You make me sound really old. But yeah, it's been that long. That's true. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Eh? Yes. So the first question I have and a question I get often asked is, how do you get in to hmm. talk to those people that wow. may not even know who you are. Now, sure. that's a very big successful secret right there. Yeah, and I guess there's a few ways to answer that. One of them is persistence, obviously. Uh, the other is to look for possibilities, which I'm going to say sometimes when we meet uh, these people, um, you know, sometimes, how should we say, you've got to believe that, that you can get access to them and you've got to, you know, know how to do that through the proper channels. But more often than kind of meeting them cold, which is, you know, sometimes what happens, but not often, it's generally through a connection. And kind of what happened to me when I was, uh, oh, probably about 19, one of the first people that I was interviewing was a multimillionaire. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know much about meeting people or networking or any of these things. And, you know, I'd kind of met with him as, I guess, a mentor of mine for about uh, six months. I was meeting with him about every week. And he said, you know what, you've asked me a lot of great questions, but there's one question you haven't asked that's going to change everything for you. I said, well, okay, well, what's that? He says, you haven't asked me who else I know that you should talk to. 
Oh, so, yeah. So that's the magic question. And I begin to add that now every time I would meet a successful person or, you know, someone that uh, I thought could introduce me to someone, I would ask that question. And the thing that I guess I found is you've heard that idea that it's six degrees of separation. Right. Not anymore. I honestly believe that with the advent of social media and the internet, I, I, we're far closer connected to anyone that you can imagine. Um, and closer than anyone you can imagine. Uh, and so a lot of times um, it's just a matter now if I want to meet someone, I'll just put it out to my network and I'll meet them. Like, for example, that's how I met Oprah. That's how I met Ellen DeGeneres. That's how I met President Donald Trump. That's how I met, you know, so many of these people was just mentioning to someone else that I was interested to do this. And all of a sudden they'd be like, oh, yeah, I know somebody you should talk to or let me make a call. And then it's been really easy. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Yeah. You know, I have to try that myself. Usually, fortunately for me, I, I can usually grab some of the terrific people like you um, so that pe people will be on the cover of the magazine. So it's like, okay, cool. this is this is a, a real neat way for me to begin to know people. And I love it. I love awesome. it. So, um, so that is a great answer. So put it out to the network. I love that. Haven't even really thought about that. Uh, so now you have uh, been doing and asking these questions. What is the common secret behind wealth? Oh, wow. That's a good uh, or success. Yeah. Because well, success and wealth aren't always one-on-one, -on -one, right? No, you're right. They're not always the same. But I, I think like I'm right now known as um, the number one passive income coach in the world. So wealth is a subject that I really like to talk a lot about because I believe that, well, how do we say that uh, it comes back to the science of getting rich, you know, by Wallace D. Waddles. Wallace D. Waddles said, whatever may be said in praise of poverty, the fact remains that a person's not truly successful until they are rich. And I take that to mean that once we understand success, the true nature of how success is created, it really does create abundance in all areas of our lives, all areas. And when it comes to money, that's one of the ones that we can actually have a tangible report card in the form of our bank statement to see how well we understand success. And I guess this is a bit of a challenge I see is there's a lot of, um, you know, well-meaning life coaches and, and energy teachers and things out there that are trying to share that this is how you become successful, but they're lacking that financial part of their life. And so therefore it really undermines their credibility. The truth of the matter is, is that, you know, when when we really understand what success is and how it manifests itself, it really does overflow abundance into all areas of our life. And I guess one of the things that I, I like to tell my students is, is that you can't have one foot in scarcity and one foot in abundance and expect to attract abundance. So you really need to have everything there. And if you think about it, jealousy or criticism are all really forms of scarcity. So if we say, I'm abundant in my life and I give and I bless and I lift, but money, ooh, ugh, right? Then we're, what we're really doing is we're actually bringing in a form of criticism or, or jealousy towards that form of success. And so we've really got to understand that, you know, to be fully abundant, we need to embrace all forms of abundance in whichever way it appears in our lives. Oh, okay. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So we, we cannot uh, be afraid of getting rich. We, no. I mean, some people, and I've even experienced it myself where I've been afraid because if I'm a success, that means it's going to be twice as much work for me. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's interesting that people feel that being a massive success requires hard, hard work. To tell you the truth, again, as, as a passive income coach, what I have discovered as I've taught people how to develop passive income is that all the activity is generally at the beginning. You've heard the saying that says, if you pay now, you get to play later. Yeah. But if you play now, you have to pay later. And I'm going to add with interest on each of those, right? You have to pay with interest. So the truth of the matter is, is all of us do have lives that have difficulties in them. That's part of being human. There's things that we, we have to, you know, learn and grow with and, and so forth. But if we expand who we are, we get to expand what we have. And ultimately, then it enriches our lives. And so for us holding back even our greatest success by saying, you know, I'm going to have to work harder. I'm going to have to juggle more. I'm going to have to learn more. It's more complicated. You're actually really denying yourself of an abundance life by choosing to play small. The truth of the matter is, is everything in our life has always taken effort 
to learn. Think of the first time you rode a bike or tied your shoes or walked, but eventually it became very, very easy. But if you, as the same thing, let's take this idea of being rich and said, oh, it's too difficult. Well, that's like denying yourself of ever tying your shoes. There's now doors that are going to be cut off from you. You're always going to have to either wear flip-flops, slides, or some kind of shoe without laces, right? And so that really now limits your possibilities for expression in yourself. In fact, I'd like to tell people that without wealth, you limit your actual divine potential. You, there's, there's doors that are going to be cut off from you because let's face it, everything in life to some extent has an admission ticket now. Whether it's you want to go and climb uh, the, you know, Machu Picchu or you want to go spend time on a beach, there's an admission ticket that needs to be paid. And the more abundance that we have in our life, the more freedom that we have to just simply make the choices that edify us, that lift us and cause us to tap into our best brilliance. So whenever I hear somebody saying, oh, I don't want to be rich, I immediately call BS. Because <laughs> like, the truth of the matter is, is that's like saying, oh, I don't want to experience life at the fullest. I don't want to get bigger. I don't want to expand who I am. I don't want to tap into my potential. That's really what they're saying. Because if you think about what money is, again, it's energy. Right, right. right. And, and if we are denying to have an abundance of energy in our life, we're just saying, no, I'm, I'm okay to play small. It's okay. <laughs> right? So you, how do you get beyond feeling that small? You force yourself to, you monitor your thinking so that you can start thinking large. Yeah. Well, I, I think one of the things that I've noticed as I've worked with people over the last two decades is that some, sometimes what some people need isn't necessarily motivation. What some people actually need is momentum. In other words, they need to see it occurring in real time so that they begin to believe and experience and stretch into that experience, right? It's kind of like, you know, if you remember the first time as a child that you ever went swimming, I don't know about you, but I remember standing at the side going, uh, I don't know, this is kind of freaky and frightening, and I don't know if I can do this, right? <laughs> but as soon as a parent, a kind and loving parent, put me in the water, I still screamed and kicked for a minute because I wasn't used to that. But soon as I saw that this is okay, I began to expand my abilities, and as I got the momentum of being adapted to the water, I could expand myself within the water, and now I love to swim, right? So I think that this is the same way with wealth with a lot of people. They see a lot of um, what the media portrays wealth to be, meaning that it's either greed-based or it's difficulty or it's attained through corruption, or they also show, again, what we, what we often have understood about other or what we falsely have understood about other people, that wealth takes a lot of effort to maintain and that, you know, there's more taxes involved. If you make more money, you pay more taxes. There's more responsibility. And all of these things are actually not true. What I have found to be true is that as you grow into wealth, you also expand your capacity to be able to nurture more wealth in your life. And the other thing that I think is astonishing to me, especially when it comes to the passive income part that I teach people, most people have this idea that it's all up to you. You've heard the saying, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. I, I think that's totally a crock. The truth of the matter is, is if it's meant to be, start a team. Ah. If it's meant to be, get partners and support and get help. You know, when people say that your network is your net worth, I think one of the areas that they miss, they think that means it's like a fishing net. You know, if I have better friends, I'm going to make more money because they're going to bring more money in. But the truth of the matter is that's kind of true, but it's not really the truth. The way wealthy people understand this is that network is actually a safety net, meaning I can now solve bigger problems. I have resources and support to be able to manifest bigger solutions. I have, you know, more opportunities to, to get involved in things that maybe before the rest of the public knows about it, I'm going to find out about these things. And I'm part of sort of, I don't want to call it an elite club because it's truly available to everyone, but it's, it, it's kind of like um, a club that's, that, that we all work together to build wealth. It's kind of like climbing Mount Everest. No one's ever done it by themselves or walking on the moon. No one's ever done it by themselves. Maybe one guy gets credit, like Neil Armstrong, yeah. but we forget that there were all these people who built the rocket, sitting down at Houston, guiding it and everything else. Um, and that's the same way that your wealth is going to appear. I think the more you're able to play fairly with people and to work in a, how should we say, a, a synergistic way with people, the more your wealth will manifest. Okay, so, so what does passive income mean? <laughs> that's my favorite question actually because it's so so poorly understood in fact it's interesting I was just on CNN and they were talking to me about this they said you're the number one passive income coach well what even is passive income and you know why can't people attain it why don't they get it 
Well, the truth of the matter is, is passive means you're not making as many trades. Now, notice I didn't say you're not making trades. I said you're not making as many trades because passive income also is on a continuum. In fact, if we look at it this way, I've got something in my office on the wall that actually, this is funny because it's really on the wall. I've got a line and on one end it says me in, the other end it says me out. Now, what I mean by that is every time I have an opportunity that comes to me, I measure it against that. Some of the opportunities that come to my life have more of me in than more of me out, meaning there are some efforts that are required. There are some things that I've got to do. There is occasional maintenance that's there, etc. There's others that it's very me out that once I've set it up, notice I still have activity in setting it up. Passive never follows lazy. It always follows active. Passive income always follows active engagement at the beginning. So I do have things that I set up, but then my only job becomes cashing a check, right? So there's a continuum there. Nothing is ever exclusively passive and nothing is ever exclusively active. Everything in our life is this way. So what we try to do when it comes to creating passive income is we try to create income streams that have less trades, meaning I have less activity of trading my time, my effort, my expertise, my influence, my money, my whatever it is I've got to leverage. And some of these things are very, very passive. Like, for example, I have some investments where I put the money in, all I knew, now do is receive. But I do have rental property like real estate, right? Right. And I get checks from that every month that's more or less passive, but I still have to occasionally maintain the properties right. or, hire, or hire someone to do that, which is the smarter way. I still have to collect a rent check from people or hire someone to do that. So even though it's passive, there's various degrees of passivity and we get to decide what that, that is. Now, the other misunderstanding on passive income is so many people don't get started because they feel like, I need to have one big passive income that makes me immediately financially free. Well, you know what's interesting is I've got one of my passive income streams. I was doing another interview earlier today and we were laughing about this. I do more than seven figures every year now in passive income. Okay, That's my income. But I've got one passive income stream that pays me, I think it's $8 every month. $8. People are like, what the heck do you need $8 for? But here's the thing about passive income that most people forget. Every dime you collect passively is free money. If you were walking on the street and you saw $8 on the ground, would you pick it up? Yeah. Of course you would, right? So if you had the ability to spend, let's just say two hours to create something that's going to pay you $8 every month for the rest of your life and you're spending two hours to do it, would you do it? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Right? Why not? Now, what I'm saying is, is that each one of these stacks on each other. So I've got some pay as low as $8, but I've got some that pay me, you know, I've got one, in fact, that pays me close to about $25,000 about every week. So we've got a variety of different ones that we would create. And what we do is we stack them or we overlap them. Think of it like a spider web, right? If you've got one strand to walk on, it's pretty difficult to keep that balance there and stay financially free. But if you've got several strands going back and forth, weaving, uh, nice web. Well, now you've basically got a hammock that you can sleep on, right? And so this is how we build passive income. We don't just build one stream. We build multiple streams. And there's a very strategic way to do that that I think most people are afraid of because they've never seen it kind of expressed that way, right? They've never seen it operate that way. So <clears throat> I, I, <clears throat> I know you've got a, a class that you teach people more in depth. Mm -hmm like the steps on how to do that. But I just want to find out real fast. So how do you find these passive income streams? How do you do that? Oh, yeah, it's great. In fact, it's kind of funny that you asked that because I've just finished writing my <laughs> latest book. It's called Passive Income Millionaire. And by the way, uh, oh, boy, that's a bestseller. I could tell already. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But you can actually go to Passive Income Millionaire book right now and you can grab a copy of this. I think right now as a promo, we're offering them for only $5.95 for the book. So that's pr a pretty good deal. Um, but in this, I talk a lot about how to discover your passive income stream, where you're going to be best suited. And a few of the things that I think are really important just to point out, number one, passive income is not just an online activity. I know that online right now, a lot of people are talking about passive income, build a funnel, build a landing page, become an Amazon affiliate. These are all good ways, by the way. You can use those, but it's not the only way. In fact, passive income existed long before the internet. In fact, it's, it's almost since the beginning of time. But there's really five kind of key areas where you can build, I find, passive income on. And again, this is either online or offline. It's business, real estate, investment, intellectual property, or through your own network. 
okay? So I talk about ways to do that. Now, to answer your question, which I think is interesting, where do I begin? Well, I find that some personality traits that people have and some um, you know, passions that you have or maybe even life experience that you have will actually dictate that one of these areas is going to be what I call low-hanging fruit for you. So one of these is going to be a lot easier for you to actually implement than to just kind of roll the dice and try something for the first time. Now, I have a test that you can take called the money test that will answer that. But one of the things that I always, in that money test, ask people to consider is, what assets do you already have in place? Meaning, do you have something that's already created that could be systematized to turn into passive? Do you have any kind of skill sets that you already have that could be packaged in such a way that could turn into passive? Do you have partners or people in your network that you could leverage to gain immediate success in those areas, right? So you start looking at the things that are kind of in your life and that gives you the idea of where you need to start. Now, I'm, I use the word start deliberately because I don't want you to think that you just need to start. I'm gonna suggest that you need to keep going. And eventually you may have something in each of those five areas. I do. I make money in business regularly, real estate, investment, intellectual property, and also through my network. And eventually you will too. And some of those may even over overlap. So to answer your question another way, this is kind of fun because you hear a lot of gurus say, if you want to be successful in life, you've got to find your passion and your purpose, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's kind of selfish. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, and kind of contrary to what you've heard before. But the truth of the matter is, is if you're just looking out for number one, your passion and your purpose, and you're going to just serve yourself like that, you're going to be a lonely, greedy person. So what you need to do is instead of finding your passion and purpose, you need to also find where your passion and purpose overlaps with the passion and purpose of those who you wish to serve. Actually, Warren Buffett said it really good. He said, what you love about you is your hobby. What others love about you is your business. And as humans, there's two things that we always crave in addition to our passion and purpose, we need to feel validated, right? If, if, if we have a passion and purpose that no one really cares about, no one validates, we feel pretty empty, right? So we do need that validation. You know, once people find their vibe, they become your tribe and they get it and that validation is awesome. But the other thing that we need in life to survive is actually money. <laughs> and so when someone validates that, they will also compensate you to be part of your learning or your tribe. So I'm here to tell you that it's not a matter of just finding out what you are all excited about or jazzed about. It really is finding that overlap between what you love about you and what others love about you and they're prepared to validate you with. And if you can find that within your passive income streams and then bring that to uh, an audience that will support that through systems that we use. Like the, the, the way that you create passive income is number one with an asset that you leverage. You must have an asset, but now what vehicle are you going to share it with? And that can be, again, either online or some kind of system through an affiliate program, through, you know, uh, a distribution mechanism, through uh, licensing it, through like there's a million and one ways. And, uh, and that's really the essence of building passive income. Wow. Wow. Oh, boy. Mm. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get that book immediately. The stuff that I really need to know, but I really love the aspect of having a team and being able to find that team too. So that's important. I agree. And You're you not know, doing I, it alone. I'm glad that you mentioned team too, because one of the other things that I was just writing on my blog about this this morning, actually, so timely that you mentioned this. Um, most people don't understand that there's actually three forms that, that, or three ways that passive income can manifest itself. One of them is create. That's what you and I have talked about so far. You're going to build it, right? The other is what I call rebate, which actually deals with our, our habits. So in other words, if you've got a card that gives you cash back at the end of the year or you're getting air miles, it's something that you habitually do. So you can rebate your way into passive income too, which is important, right? You're not changing anything. You're passively just receiving benefit. But the other thing that most people don't talk about and this is actually the thing that made me the number one passive income coach is preservation. Okay. So income preservation and that requires the right team too. See, it's not enough uh, about making money. It's really how much you get to keep. Yeah. Right. And I'm not just talking about taxes, although that's really an important part of this equation, but how else are you, are you really just, you know, keeping your money intact for you? And there's a lot of strategies around that too, because again, it, you know, part of the passiveness, I think that most people, the danger of passiveness, the negative side of passiveness is many of us, we, we make pretty good money, but we let it slide out the back door passively just as quick as it arrives. Right. 
Right. Oh, yeah. That's uh, kind of easy to do. So you, in your book, you have, you, you're actually teaching us in your book how to not overcompensate or or become too passive with the passive income, right? We, we get into that to some extent. Obviously, there's going to be more books after this one. Um, but this one, I, I, I say that kind of the key focus on this book, obviously, we need to get you started. We need to get you making some money. We need to get you the confidence to know that passive income is a possibility. And not just passive, I say massive, because we need you to make some big money. So if you look at the subtitle here, it's basically seven steps to a seven-figure income. So this book actually outlines the very predictable steps on how you can get to passive income in a very quick and easy, approachable way. And then from there, you begin building on it step by step by step until suddenly you're to seven-figure income. And then really you become free. And by the way, it's hilarious. I was also on another interview laughing about this too. Your vision of passive income doesn't have to be you sitting on a beach somewhere, right? And that's what a lot of people think. Well, now I'm going to live the beach lifestyle. Well, the truth of the matter is you've probably gotten this from my energy already. I love the beach. Don't get me wrong. I love it, but I get bored as heck after about three days. And so I also need to be constantly creating. So don't feel bad if, if you're a person saying, I want passive income, but I, I don't want to retire yet. I'm only like, you know, in my 30s or 40s. You don't have to. Keep creating. Keep living your life to its fullest. Passive means you get to make a decision. It doesn't mean you live on a beach. You get that decision, but you don't have to live by that decision. So right? this is so cool because for people who are wanting to retire, they can mm -hmm. do this so that they can make enough to go sit on the beach and True. they're just not that's where their retirement is actually starting their funds doing it passively so this is yeah. the answer for a lot of people to start late in life but oh, it's so anytime. yeah anytime so there is no deadline yeah. you don't have to be doing it at 40 to make a retirement yeah that relax on so that's good well, you know what three of my favorite students of all time my son, who built his passive income by the time he was 11, which oh is interesting, God. at $6,000 per month. Now, he's still adding on that. He's now in his 20s. But I've also got two grandkids who are three and four, or not actually, sorry, now five, four and five, and they each do $1,000 a month in passive income right now. Now, again, I help them. I get it, right? Oh, I, I get God. That. Do they but, even read yet? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but here's the deal is you're never too young or too old to start with passive income. Now, there's one other principle that I think is really valuable. And, and again, I don't talk about that in this book, but I talk about it in our live training. Um, often I'll ask people, what does financial freedom look like to you? And I have a lot of people who will mention, oh, it means, you know, making the choices I want to, living on the beach, spending time with the people I want, and blah, blah, blah. Actually, that's not, pass or that's not financial freedom. Financial freedom is not an emotional experience, and this is where most people miss it. Financial freedom is actually a very specific number. Let me explain what I mean. If you take the numbers of what you owe every month, like your mortgage, your utilities, your car payments, your insurances, your groceries, and you add all the stuff that you must pay every month, that's your financial freedom number. And when you've now accumulated enough passive income to serve that number, to meet it, let's just say it's $5,000 every month. As soon as you've got enough passive income coming in that meets that obligation, you're financially free. And this is why most people never get theirs because they're looking at it as an emotional experience. It's a wishy-washy kind of thing that is way out in the abstract. And here's the deal. A goal that is specific and clear becomes attainable and near. So we must have a very clear idea of what we're trying to get to so that as we proceed to make passive income, we can now kind of calculate how far off am I? It's like being at the shopping mall, right? Like you are here and there's the gap. And now you know what the gap really is, right? You know yeah. how far away you are from it. The problem with most people, why they never ever create financial abundance or freedom in their life is because they really don't have a specific understanding of what they need to do next, how much they really need, right? In fact, one of my favorite experiences, which is a big laugh, is I had a guy come to me recently at one of our events in Las Vegas, and he said, oh, I'm so excited to be here with you today because you're going to teach me how to become a passive income millionaire. And so my question always to these people who want to do that is, why? Why do you want to be a passive income millionaire? Like, what a great question, right? And you know what his answer was? He said, so I can live on the beach. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I've been to lots of different beaches around the world. <laughs> 
<laughs> and in fact, let's just take Venice Beach, for example. There's a lot of people that live on the beach there that are not millionaires. That's you know right. what I mean? They're That's pushing right. a shopping cart. So you can do it quite easily without having to have any money at all. So the truth of the matter is, is as we looked at this with this gentleman, we found that he could actually become very financially free with a very specific number without having to be a millionaire. And so he found his financial freedom at about, I think it was about $300,000 a year, which is again, a lot easier than a millionaire. And just because this book says passive income millionaire, I mean, you don't have to go to a million. You can stop anytime you want, but maybe you do want to go there. It really depends on what that specific financial freedom number looks like for you. And, oh, so you're right? talking financial freedom, which I love. Yes. Instead of striving to be a millionaire, instead of, for the people who don't want to be millionaires, they just want to be at that freedom level where they can just be, live a life stress-free. Well, let me even use it this way too. And I agree with you. This is great. Um, to become a millionaire, if you do the math, you know how they say eat an elephant one bite at a time. If you really want to do the math, to become a millionaire, it's about $2,739 a day. That's what you need to bring in. But for most people, if you think about it, like I don't know what you spent this morning. Like I just went over to Starbucks. They'll have to pay me later for the advertisement, right? Um, <laughs> but I went to Starbucks. I put some gas in the car this morning before I drove the, the grandkids to school. And um, what did I spend? I, I, I'm less than maybe $100 for the day. And I may not spend more than that. So even for most people to have a life of full abundance, if you were able to make even an extra, say, $500 a week or $500 a day, it'd be a dramatic shift for you. Right. And, and so you don't need to focus on the millionaire money, although I do encourage people to become a millionaire. I'm one and it's fun. It really is fun. But it's not necessary to have that amount of money. You can do that quite easily with even just a few thousand dollars a month extra, right? I've got some of my students, it's funny, I always say making money is like making cupcakes. Once you have the recipe, you can make as many cupcakes as you want. Yeah, I love so that. I've, so I've got people that start with you know, $500 a month and if you think about, you know, just coming to one of our courses, learning how to do an extra 500 bucks a month, that's like the, the, the payment on a brand new BMW, basically. That's right. <laughs> right? And, and then they learn how to do it every week because they get better at it, right? And if you think about it, that's like a new property. You can do a mortgage for $500 a month on almost anywhere in the world, pretty much. And then they learn how to do it $500 a day. And that's when it really comes to where they get more money coming in than they know how to spend. So after a period of time, you are becoming so successful with that small amount that you're believing that you can make more and more and more. It gets easier. You just duplicate what you've already done. Yeah, psychologically, yeah. it's easier. Yeah, yeah, you just duplicate what you've already done. In fact, one of the things that I, I love to do, and I know this is, uh, this is a really strange idea. In fact, I don't know of any other passive income people talking about this right now. Like I'm the only coach that advises this. So you've got a few ways you can build your passive income. One of them is you build the stream yourself. So in other words, you create an asset, you build a vehicle, you start generating funds, there you go. One of the ways that I actually advise that's even quicker is you find assets that are already cash flowing and you buy them. So the truth of the matter is, is if you look at anyone, you'll never ever save your way to wealth. You just can't do it. Like there's no way you put money in a bank account and you're going to save it to there. You'll always purchase your way to wealth. And if you kind of look at it, and I'm just getting out a credit card because this is a funny way to demonstrate this. People talk about you need OPM to make money. Well, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but this is OPM. This is other people's money. And we use it all the time to build assets and to, and to build things like, for example, real estate and everything else, right? So here's the thing about when we buy things. Remember I said you can't save your way to wealth, but you can buy your way to wealth. So when you buy your way to wealth, uh, let me use an example. You can't, for example, collect rent on a property you do not own. Right. You have to buy it. You can't collect dividends on an investment you don't own. You have to buy it. You also cannot collect, uh, for example, royalties on IP that you don't own and haven't created. So you use this to buy it. So I want people who are listening to stop thinking of this as a credit card. This is actually an investment card, but it is all in the way you use it. So people, have, the bank has specifically trusted you. They've given you money, OPM, so you already have it. It's not like, like I have so many people say, well, where do I find OPM? You've already got it. This is your <laughs> ticket to freedom. And the problem is, is most people take it. Let's just hold it sideways. It makes a neat little line there. The problem is most people jump over that line for the wrong reasons. In other words, they say, oh, nice pair of shoes. I need that, right? Oh, let's go to the movie. I need that. Oh, let's go out for dinner. I need that. And so they're always using their OPM to buy things that diminish in value and oh, don't create man. value back, right? right? 
Right. And so instead of what we should be doing is using these kind of things as investment cards. Uh, so let me just ask you this. If I were to give you $10, would you give me $4 for $10? Sure. Yeah, every day. No problem. Would you give me 40 for 100 Sure. Okay. Would you give me 40000 for 100000 Uh, Yeah. See, notice you're hesitating though a little bit because the more zeros we put in, the scarier it gets for people. That's right. Right? Yeah, They're just not, stop and think about it. Yeah. It's the same equation. We just haven't seen the zeros before. And so I think a lot of times when people look at these kind of things, they don't understand that this can be used to create assets but also bigger money, borrowing it from the bank or another lender, it can do it the same way for you, only exponentially. But most people say, oh, yeah, then I'll be in debt, and that's bad. Well, you know where this idea of bad debt came from? Where? Either your parents or other broke people. Because if you think about it, all wealthy people use and leverage debt all the time. They just understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. Whoops, knocked the camera there. Uh, they just understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. And most people aren't willing to ever do that or experiment or explore it. And um, that's why they're afraid of it because they've never had the experience to see how it can reward their life. So this is, this is just a really powerful lesson we talk about in here as well. Well, it is because with the TV and everything, we're seeing things to buy. And that's a great point. You're mm -hmm. saying don't buy the shoes, don't buy the dinner, don't do that. Spend it for an investment. And that's the, the way everyone should be thinking. Well, I, I maybe should qualify this a bit because I'd be a hypocrite to say that I don't buy the nice things occasionally. I do, right? But what I'm going to say is one of the things that I think is important is to prioritize how you buy and when you buy. Actually, one of the things that comes to my mind that's probably worth sharing is um, I still actually meet with a lot of the mentors that I had originally interviewed. We talked about networking at the beginning. Um, one of them is a very close friend of mine. I meet with him about every Friday. His name's Brian. He's worth about $800 million. Wow. He's a really wonderful man. But he's got some wise things to say. We were chatting over lunch um, probably about three weeks ago. And I asked him about this principle that we see in all these wealth books that says pay yourself first, right? You've heard this before, right? Yeah. Pay yourself first. Well, there's a difference between how broke people understand pay yourself first and wealthy people understand pay yourself first. Broke people think pay yourself first, put it in an account. When I get enough, maybe I'll invest or put it in an account, pay myself first. I take care of myself first. That means the shoes, the you know, movies, the, that's taking care of me first. Well, when I asked him about this idea, he used a really good analogy. He said, let's talk about the movie Titanic for a minute or the boat, the Titanic. He said, you remember the Titanic was going along and all of a sudden, bam, they hit that iceberg, right? And the ship starts to go down and all of a sudden the lifeboats go out. He says, pay yourself first for most people looks like I'll get into a lifeboat and I'll push myself off and there I am in the middle of the Atlantic, right? says, that doesn't work. That's a very greedy, selfish way to do. And he asked me, he said, what would you do if you were on the Titanic? How would you load the lifeboat? And I thought to myself, well, I'm going to put my family in there first, right? And then I thought, whoa, if I wind up on some deserted island, I need a guy who can build a shelter, who can maybe hunt and fish, a guy who can send up signal flares. I need this. And then he said to me, he goes, that's your golden goose. I said, well, what do you mean by that? He goes, paying yourself first means to prioritize the things that are of highest value to you. So for you, paying yourself first means taking care of your family. That's paying yourself first. Then he said, paying yourself first also includes taking care of your companies or your income streams, your customers, your employees, and all those who can help you build shelter, hunt, fish, and send distress signals. Because if I put all the money in my pocket and I'm the only guy on the lifeboat, pretty soon... Not only am I alone, but I'm going to be dead because I don't know how to do any of those skills. Yeah, right. And so I think this is an important thing that we understand that when it comes to building wealth, we need to understand priority and we need to take care of first things first. As Stephen Covey says in Seven Habits, take care of first things first. And when we recognize what's important and going to keep feeding us and keeping us alive, we're not cutting off our airways, so to speak, right? We're now alive and vibrant. And I think that that's really the big thing why most people are broke is they they put money into the wrong things and don't feed the right things enough. That's brilliant. I love that. That's absolutely brilliant. We are running short on time, but I have to I have to talk about how did you move into being a movie producer oh, and cool. director of the three most popular movies in my industry anyway. 
Cool. The the Opus. Oh my gosh! Everybody knows the Opus. I mean, really? How did you move into that? Okay. Well, um, it, it's kind of funny. Uh, I've always loved movies. In fact, the very first time I was on a movie set, I was in the second grade, which was really funny as a background extra. And so I'd never seen personal development. I'd never been aware of it. I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I went to school for screenwriting and film production. I just fell in love with the movie business. I think you can blame movies like Star Wars and Indiana Jones <laughs> and all these big blockbusters growing up, right? Yeah. Like blame Lucas and Spielberg for who I am, right? <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And if they're listening, with gratitude. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, in all seriousness, when I, um, when I got into college and so forth, um, that's kind of when I had my first brush with personal development. Someone gave me the co a copy of the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I, I read it and I, from there started my interviews with the top achievers. And so kind of what happened really a weird thing is as we know, in 2006, the movie, the secret came out right. and it really did really, really big numbers. And um, the strange thing is, is before The Secret came out, I wanted to do a movie interviewing these top achievers that I had met, but no one was interested. No one wanted to help me fundraise for it. No one wanted to help me distribute it. No one wanted to film it. No one wanted nothing to do with it. But all of a sudden now when The Secret came out, they're like, wait a minute. How? And so the thing that was kind of funny about this is I knew many of the speakers from The Secret before The Secret came out. And so I was able to get on the phone and chat with guys like John Demartini and Bob Doyle and Jack Canfield and some of these other great people, Marcy Shimoff and others, and say, listen, I'm making a movie. And I guess my timing, it was kind of like lightning in a bottle almost. Because our film came out just as the secret was hitting its peak and everybody wanted to see it right away. And what's funny is because I had many of the cast from The Secret in my film, immediately people started calling us the sequel to The Secret, but we're not. Like, we're not affiliated in any way, um, but it was nice. In fact, even some of the marketing slogans that people started using, because we had affiliates selling it, right? They said, it's not a secret anymore. The next step has arrived. And I was like, that's genius. That's wonderful. I wish I would come up with that, but someone else did. And so that really helped us to, to hit it to the next level. But if you watch the film or any of the films that I did, um, they're very different, uh, different than each other and different than anything that's out there. Like the secret we, we try, or the opus, we try to put a story in where the secret was just kind of the vignettes that they did. And it was, right. a, it was a wonderful beginning to a conversation. I love what they did. I'm, I'm, and I always will be a big fan of that film. Um, but ours, we try to put a story weave through. So you, you follow the story of a character right. through and that takes you from a vision of what you want to be to ultimately a workable plan to performance in your life. And then our second movie, um, when I went out and I studied the top achievers in the world, uh, one of the things I found is that, you know, I was reading a lot of success books at the same time, but also interviewing the top achievers. And I found there was a disconnect between what the books were teaching and what they were really practicing. And one of the big things that was lacking, like a lot of the books talk about goal setting, time management, prioritizing, and, you know, finding your why and all these kind of things, which are valuable. Right. But one big thing that they miss, like when I met with people like Oprah or like a Bob Proctor or whoever, is the principle of gratitude. So our second movie, I decided to make it about gratitude. And so we called it the gratitude experiment. And I explored how gratitude can shift our life and help open up doors of possibility. And ultimately what I found is that everything that gratitude touches, it expands. So you want better relationships, abundance, you want better health, you want whatever it is, gratitude expands it. It's just, it's an amazing, powerful force in the universe. And then our latest film has a lot more to do with the money aspect. Um, and it's called The Treasure Map. And it really focuses on the mindset because the buck doesn't stop here. In fact, the buck starts here. That's yeah. really the phrase that we need to understand. And um, so I, I, I explore the, men, the mental aspect of, of abundance. But in the film, we also share some very practical things that a person can do immediately. Not theory, results-driven activity that a person can do that will build money into their life. In that film, uh, we had John Demartini back and back. John, John's one of my best friends. He's in all, all, of, our, my, all of my movies so far. Uh, we had Laurel Langmire. We had uh, oh people like um, uh, Raymond Aaron. Uh, I know Marshall Silver's in there. And a, a bunch of other really great people. And so that's the, the latest movie. But what's funny is I should let you in on the secret. You're going to do another. Well, we've got a schedule now for about four more that I've got a distribution agreement for. Wow. But the next one, I've already shot Bob Proctor for it. And Bob's a close friend. I've already shot John Demartini for it and a few others. Um, it's called How Thoughts Become Things. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So you remember in The Secret, Mike Dooley, who's totally awesome, said thoughts become things. And it was all dramatic. So we want to answer the question, how? 
and we're going to talk about the neuroscience aspect behind oh, it. Wonderful. We're going to talk obviously about the quantum physics behind it, and we're going to talk about some real practical, real world strategies how thinking can shift what you do immediately. And one of the big ahas that I love in that film is you remember that that study that everyone quotes from Harvard that says you know the average person has sixty to seventy thousand thoughts a day. Most people are really good at quoting only half of that study, which is how many thoughts you have. What they don't tell you is that close to 90% of those thoughts are either negative or neutral. Most people don't even know what neutral thinking is. And there's two other kinds of thinking as well. We hear about positive thinking, but there's one kind of thinking even higher than that, which when you learn how to manifest that kind of thinking, miracles begin to happen. So we're going to unfold this in the film. And uh, I believe we're slated for a release, I think, in March. Wow. So right around the corner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, that sounds fabulous. And I love yeah. the, that you're getting into the science aspect, the neurology. Yeah. That is so important to understand that we can, we oh, yeah. can manipulate that. We, we don't Ooh, have crazy. to take it so i i'm i'm all in favor of that i'm thrilled so i'm going to be looking forward to to that in march and it looks like that's about all the time we have but i am so thrilled that you joined us i hope you come back because i know my listeners all over the world are gonna love 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 you absolutely oh, i'm excited to, to support you in any way that we can and in fact um just so you know one of the things that maybe we could even talk about uh, at a future date is getting you out at one of the screenings and have you um get an exclusive with some of our speakers there and uh you know give you an opportunity to promote your work there and we'd love to support you what you're doing is awesome well thank you yeah i've been doing it for 12 years i just love it this is my life i love it so oh, thank cool. you yeah let's let's do that um let's see and i wanted to let everybody know that you are our cover guy for january 1st so if you want to know how to really get 2019 going you want to read this article by douglas vermeeran because uh this is going to just get you as excited as i am right now well thank you <laughs> I, i'm honored and we're excited to be able to promote your magazine and everywhere we can Oh, thank you so much. This is going to be great. Well, thank you for joining me. I, I am so thrilled, and I look forward to seeing more of you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com, and have a great week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.